We appreciate your presence. And uh, I call back to order uh, the March 23rd regular meeting of the Palm Desert City Council, successor agency to the Palm Desert Redevelopment Agency and Housing Authority. Uh, may we have the roll call, please? Councilmember Harnick. Present, and please note that I am participating remotely for just cause in accordance with AB 2449 due to the need to provide family care. Thank you. Councilmember Nestevi. Here. Mayor Pro Tem Quintanilla. Present. Councilmember Truby. Here. Mayor Kelly. Here. All councils present. I invite you to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, which will be followed by Mayor Pro Tem Quintanilla's inspiration. Ready? In celebration of Women's History Month, I encourage everyone to take a moment to reflect on the strong women that we know and love in our personal lives. Let us acknowledge that their fortitude brings us inspiration in difficult times and strengthens our resolve to persevere. In present, we know that many women are recognized for their achievements in greater numbers than they have in centuries before, but we still have work to do. In 2017, women made 83 cents for every dollar that a man did, and by 2020, it only rose to 87 cents. Today, women have the right to vote because of the suffrage movement, and we are free to be vocal about causes that we believe in. Let us find inspiration in such women, especially those that risk their lives for the present that we live in today, such as Harriet Tubman, who saved countless lives and helped shape the diversity of our nation, and Marie Curie, who defied the norm as a scientist in a male-dominated world, earning a Nobel Prize in 1903 for physics and a second one in 1911 in chemistry and became a pioneer for radiology. We honor trailblazers such as Isabel Perón, who was the first female elected president in all of the Americas, where she earned 62% of the vote in Argentina. And Palm Desert is proud to be the home of our very own Rosie Casals, who changed the world of tennis and continues to mentor others. I leave you with my two favorite quotes. Here's to strong women. May we know them. May we be them. May we raise them. But my favorite, well-behaved women seldom make history. <laughs> Of course, the Palm Desert Council's an exception because we're all so well-behaved. Uh, do we have a report from closed session? Yes, we do. Uh, direction was given and also the council unanimously approved a new lease with 
the Coachella Valley Association of Governments. Thank you. We have two proclamations, and I'm going to switch the order uh, so that we can continue Mayor Pro Tem Quintanilla's theme. Uh, this is Women's History Month, and Mayor Pro Tem Quintanilla and I wanted to, in some way, acknowledge all of the women in Palm Desert who are currently making history. We chose someone whose life story to date, uh, which is only beginning, really illustrates why this council has been so consistently committed to our CSU Palm Desert campus uh, becoming a freestanding campus. So as a representative of all the Palm Desert women currently making history, uh, we invite forward Dr. Abacidia Rodriguez to receive a proclamation. And I hope this brief proclamation captures details that will further inspire many. Whereas as the child of migrant workers, Dr. Avicenia Rodriguez overcame many obstacles to pursue a higher education, including advanced degrees culminating with a doctorate in education from CSUSB. And whereas Dr. Rodriguez returned to the Coachella Valley to encourage and inspire students with backgrounds similar to hers, beginning as an outreach specialist at College of the Desert and progressing to her current position as the interim assistant dean of student engagement at CSUSB Palm Desert Campus. And whereas both her teaching and administrative work has had a very positive impact on the confidence of first-generation college students, enhancing both student recruitment and retention. And whereas these successes have enabled Dr. Rodriguez to secure a major grant to support her further work. Now, therefore, be it resolved that I, Kathleen Kelly, mayor of the city of Palm Desert, along with the entire city council, do hereby commend Dr. Avicenia Rodriguez in this Women's History Month as a woman making history and proclaimed today as Dr. Avicenia Rodriguez Day. Thank you. Thank you. 
I'm very appreciative of receiving this today on behalf of CSUSB. You know, every morning that I drive up Cook Street and I see our beautiful campus, I think about all the students that we've impacted in the Coachella Valley. Currently, we're at about 2,200 students enrolled at the university. And every day that I'm there working with my students, working with the staff, I think about all the great things that are coming, right? We have a new building coming up. We have um, more students that are gonna be joining us in the fall and beyond. We're growing our programs. And I can't wait to see what our students are gonna do. We have accountants we have nurses, we have doctors. We haven't had, our students in the Valley don't have an option of, for a four-year university besides CSUSB's Palm Desert campus. So we can start our students here as freshmen, continue on to get their master's, or like myself, continue to get their doctoral degree. So I'm so excited and I'm so thankful for receiving this award and I can't wait to see what happens. And thanks to the city for all the work that you do supporting our campus and supporting our students. Thanks so much. Thank you very much, Madam Mayor. I would like to continue the um, praise to Dr. Avicina Rodriguez for the work that she has done. I had the privilege of working with her and have seen her tireless dedication, the extra hours, the extra personal connection that she gives to students to help them succeed, not just helping them plan an educational program, but having a true investment in their success and knowing how it ripples forward to impact our entire community. And following that inspiration, I know you are all super eager to know how you can help make history. So I have an answer. In our second proclamation this evening, proclaiming a Water Conservation Month. Whereas the city of Palm Desert in conjunction with the Coachella Valley Water District continues to explore ways to conserve water. And whereas the city of Palm Desert recognizes that how we manage water today will affect our future generations. And whereas from April 1st to 30th, 2023, Palm Desert wishes to inspire its residents to take the Wyland National Mayor's Challenge for Water Conservation by making and keeping a series of online pledges to reduce water impact. Whereas by leading by example, the city of Palm Desert can become a better environmental steward for our residents and neighbors. Now, therefore, be it resolved that we do hereby proclaim the month of April in the city of Palm Desert Water Conservation Month and urge all residents to participate. Now, uh, I'm sure as you came in this evening, you appreciated 
the gorgeous, lush, attractive entrance uh, to the council chambers. I'm pleased to announce to you that our resourceful staff is now working on possible designs that will be equally attractive and lush with vegetation that's less water dependent. Uh, so we are taking the lead in doing our part. And there is some very simple, financially beneficial steps residents can take. Every single customer of CVWD can is entitled uh, to a free water conservation kit. Uh, it has shower nozzles and nozzles for outdoor hoses, so I encourage you to either pick that up at their office or go to their website where I can testify having just done it. A simple form uh, is available to request your free, did I say free, a water conservation kit. And while you're on the website, uh, check out the options uh, for a support that's available to make water smart upgrades, uh, such as smart controllers that will turn themselves down or off in response to weather conditions. So we'll be pushing out more information on social media, but there's a couple of highlights uh, for you. Any city manager comments? Thank you, Mayor. I would like to take an opportunity to introduce uh, Council to Jess Culpepper, who has joined our team as our new Director of Capital Improvement Projects. Uh, Jess and his team uh, can be responsible for delivering approximately 80 uh, capital improvement and facilities projects, so no small job. And I also wanted to mention while Jess is here um, that we've also elevated Ryan Gaylor uh, behind him to Capital Improvements Manager, so Ryan will be working closely with Jess in delivering that program. Congratulations to you both. Um, Mayor, Councilmember reports and requests for action, beginning with Councilmember Nastande. No comments this evening, Mayor, thank you. Mayor Pro Tem Quintanilla. Thank you, Madam Mayor. My brief report um, includes that uh, the Children's Discovery Museum is moving right along as one of my boards and committees I attend. And the other is that as a member or representative of the Cal City's Environmental Quality Policy Committee, it was interesting to see some of the environmental initiatives coming forward. And as the future greenest city in, in the valley, um, I want folks to contemplate textile recycling and also learning that um, with lithium batteries, it's not just the lithium that can be recycled, but a lot of the other components. So just things to think about as we consider and contemplate recycling. Thank you. Councilmember Truby. Thank you. Yep, just have a quick report and actually request for action. Um, I did have the chance to attend the uh, Fashion Week this past Monday for the first time in my life, and it was incredible and wonderful and 
really the amazing amount of energy, and I had no idea the scale and scope of that thing and how it, uh, you know, really uh, broadcasts the world about our wonderful uh, signature shopping street, El Paseo, and our city, and it gets our name out there, and I'm just really proud that that event takes place in our city, and uh, Mr. Jones puts on an incredible event, and really, really neat event. Um, second is the um, attending the Parks and Rec uh, meetings the past few months. There's been a, a little bit of a buzz about uh, the library, and, um, you know, our Palm Desert Library, if, if you know, they're on the COD campus, about half of it sits empty because it's, uh, you know, owned or operated by, uh, operated rather by uh, College of the Desert. And so I just it actually took an impromptu tour of the library that, uh, that afternoon. I said, well, I want to go see for myself what it's all about. And uh, it's a beautiful facility. And it actually was about, a, it was Wednesday afternoon. And it had an amazing amount of activity uh, for that time of day. I was really actually kind of surprised when you think about all the alternatives there are to libraries nowadays, like TVs and phones and all this good stuff and Google. Um, so I would like, if I could, just to get a little more, because we have a contract with Riverside County to run the library. We have uh, an agreement with COD on use of the building. And if you don't mind, I'd like, I know staff is busy on lots of other projects, however. Um, I would love to know if we could have a presentation at some point, because I'm, I'm having a hard time getting um, really down to the bottom of, the, of, of the, really the nuts and bolts of our agreement with both entities. And, and it just seems like... Um, I'd like to see it fleshed out in black and white, if you don't mind, for the council's uh, purposes, because it's a, it's a beautiful resource and a beautiful facility that um, I'd like to see if we can exhibit a little more control over or uh, maybe have a little more say-so in its operation. So, Mr. Heilman, am I correct that there's already some research underway? Yes, um, I've got staff working on uh, kind of a history of uh, the library development, the um, how it was initially constructed, the uh, um, obligations of all parties. I'm happy to bring that back to you. Perfect. Well, that's great. Thank you so much. Councilmember Harnick. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, I have a couple things. And yes, Fashion Week has been great. It was, uh, it's great to see such excitement going on and such an asset to our city. Uh, recently, the mayor and I both went to uh, the Dr. Carion Foundation. Uh, to see all the great work they're doing and how many students they've assisted and how many more they will assist. It's really impressive what they're doing for our entire region. And of course, we always benefit when the region benefits. Also, we had a round table with Attorney General Bonta. Uh, it was uh, members of the uh, Coachella Valley who came together and met with them and over at the uh, Lift to Rise offices. And we were there really just to talk about housing, but most importantly, the obstacles that are in front of us when we're trying to build the housing and how he might be able to help us. I'm not sure where we're gonna go with that, but to remove some of those obstacles so we can get those houses built. And then uh, the week before last, we had uh, a tour with uh, Southern California Association of Governments with members from uh, throughout the region. And uh, we toured in Palm Desert and we went to Sunline uh, to see what amazing work they're doing over there. We also, as the mayor uh, spoke of earlier about the great work that the Coachella Valley Association of Governments is, uh, or no, I'm sorry, Coachella Valley Water District is doing uh, we went over there and everyone was very impressed. We went over off of Hovely 
to see all the great work that's being done and all the recycling of water and how important it is to our golf courses. Um, and it's, it's really been an asset uh, with what they're doing. And then of course we went to San Pablo because SCAG started out with us, I think in 2015 or 2016 on the San Pablo project. That was the impetus for the project. And uh, we toured several other things. We had great presentations at the CSUSB by the Dean uh, for the Palm Desert campus. And it was really a great uh, tour with great reaction. And I think that's what I've got. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I shared several of the events mentioned with my colleagues as well as others. Uh, I was privileged to represent us at opening day for baseball and softball programs for our youth. And I want to reiterate here how much uh, Palm Desert appreciates all the adults who volunteer their time uh, so that these youth can have such a wonderful formative experience. Uh, Councilmember Arnick commented that morning she saw some adults on their phones, but she did not see one youth on their phone uh, because they were so enjoying being outside with friends and doing something fun. Um, I also wanted to share with you that in addition to everything else, March is um, Blood Disorder Awareness Month. And we've received quest, requests uh, to particularly highlight this for the public. I encourage you to put those terms in your favorite search engine. Uh, to read uh, some of the genetic uh, causes of, that can be involved and the encouragement to all of us to know our family health history. Uh, that includes our reports and comments, non-agenda public comments. This is the time for the public to comment on items which are not on tonight's agenda. As we get to agenda items, you will have a chance uh, to comment on those. Uh, you may comment for up to three minutes. Uh, because of the public meetings statutes, we will not be able to engage you in conversation about anything which is not on tonight's agenda. Um, Mr. Mejia, do we have anyone in Zoom land who might be interested in commenting? Uh, perhaps, but I'll read the instructions. Uh, for those on Zoom, if you want to participate in public comment, please click the raise hand button on your computer or smartphone. If you're joining by calling in on your phone, please dial star, dial star nine to raise your hand and when called upon, press star six to unmute yourself and please keep your comments to no more than three minutes. And we do have somebody with their hand raised. Please call upon that person. Hello, my name is Dorian Whitney, and I've been a resident for 17 years. 
and um, I'm 25 years old and I care a lot about the environment. As some of you may know, I have raised some issues. Um, I just think it's a bit odd that we're talking about the water conservation when we still have the surf project going, um, which can easily be canceled and should because it's a waste of our drinking water. So I don't know how we can talk about water conservation when there's that going on. And I, I heard somebody say, you know, Palm Desert will be the greenest future, the future greenest city in the valley. Why in the future when we can do that now? And, you know, I, I hope that some of you know that we are in a climate emergency. Um, and, you know, I obviously don't have a prepared speech for today, but I think it's very important to speak out about this. And, um, you know, I, and I'm gonna also reply to Jan Harnick's um, comments respectfully that, um, you know, the Palm Desert is, you know, in need of so much change, like the, we can't come close to these environmental, you know, issues and fixing them without, you know, the most important things, which is transportation. And so, yeah, it's just really, we're just waiting for change, honestly. So please and thank you. I see no other speakers in the Zoom room, Madam Mayor. Thank you. Um, Mr. Greg Ackerman. Thank you and greetings to the council and, and staff. My name is Greg Ackerman and I'm speaking to you as a resident of Palm Desert to ask for as much transparency as possible regarding the city's actions on the recently passed Measure B Last November, Measure B asked the voters of Palm Desert whether or not they supported moving to five voting districts, and the clear answer was yes. And I'm finally sensing some movement on this issue, and it is appreciated. However, uh, a concern that has recently been brought up in the press is whether the city is looking into any alternative voting systems other than five districts which would fall outside of the question specifically asked in Measure B. I know big projects like this take a lot of time and that a subcommittee has been created to look into the topic. And I want very much, as I'm sure you do, to avoid any appearance of secrecy or conspiracy. So in that spirit, I will suggest that an excellent gesture of transparency would be to publicly announce the next meeting of the five district subcommittee and allow the public to attend. That's it, thanks for your time. Thank you. Uh, anyone else have public comment? Is there any public comment on the consent calendar items? I see no one raising their hand in the Zoom room. Do any council members wish to remove any items? I need to recuse myself on item P of the consent calendar due to a financial conflict. Uh, 
very good. Is there a motion to approve with that recusal noted? I make a motion to approve. I second, Madam Mayor. Uh, please take the vote. Councilmember Harnick. Yes. Councilmember Nestaly. Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Quintanilla. Aye. Councilmember Truby. Yes. Mayor Kelly. Yes. Motion passes five to zero. Uh, item 2A, request for direction on the walk and roll PD implementation plan project number 565-21. Um, and uh, I'll ask to receive the staff report before soliciting public comment. I have too many papers. Good afternoon, uh, Mayor and members of City Council, Randy Bowman. Uh, this will be my last City Council meeting presenting to you, and it is, it's been a pleasure. What? I'm leaving. <laughs> I hadn't known that. Oh, I'm sorry, you haven't heard. Uh, I think it's fun to, my last presentation will be on one of my passions, which is active transportation. Uh, we are requesting direction from the City Council uh, on uh, the Walk and Roll uh, Palm Desert program. Uh, we presented the program uh, on February 16th to the City Council uh, during a study session. Uh, and I'll go over these slides real quick. So the Walk and Roll program really is about filling gaps in the city's sidewalk and bikeway systems, uh, focusing on the downtown core uh, for sidewalk gaps and really looking throughout the entire city for, for gaps in the city's bicycle uh, bikeway network and really improving the user experience uh, through uh, connectivity, greater connectivity, uh, improving safety and really introducing greater comfort for the users, uh, whether they're, they're walking or riding. I always like to splash up a primer of our different bikeway types uh, that uh, are employed uh, in, the, in the city of Palm Desert, everything from uh, uh, class one shared use paths uh, to class four uh, separated cycle tracks. Uh, we have different examples of, of all four of these classes uh, on various roadways uh, throughout the, the city of, of Palm Desert. Uh, it's been a, a journey uh, that started during uh, uh, COVID, and uh, we've been working uh, diligently to understand the, the gaps in the system. Uh, and here we are today uh, with recommending a phased improvement program for implementing walk and roll. You can't do this without public involvement. Uh, the uh, project team, uh, which included a staff and city consultant, uh, work with stakeholders, conducted outreach meetings, um, set up and engaged Palm Desert page, uh, as well as uh, uh, conducted a couple of study sessions with City Council, uh, engaged with the ATP subcommittee of City Council, and uh, uh, really uh, received a lot of, of good feedback and, and ideas from the community. So really, there's three types of gaps. There's the physical gaps. Bikeway simply does not exist. It starts and stops and there's a gap in between. There's also comfort or level of traffic stress gaps where we have narrow 
class two bike lanes uh, adjacent to roadways that are posted 45 miles an hour. And uh, uh, some cyclists, many cyclists, don't feel comfortable uh, riding in there. So that's the comfort gap. And then safety gaps, of course, where you come up to an intersection uh, on a bike lane and it just simply doesn't stop and doesn't meet contemporary standards. Similarly, with uh, pedestrian gap analysis, where are there gaps uh, where the sidewalks simply end, as well as uh, how do we convey uh, pedestrians safely uh, across and through intersections? So really, uh, this program, the heart of it has been considering connectivity, safety, uh, constructability, because some projects may be uh, hard or, or, or expensive to construct. Uh, that was a question that was raised at the uh, study session, and I have some slides to talk about uh, sidewalk uh, constructability. And then, of course, ease of use of, of the facility that uh, uh, may be presented to a user. Uh, these are some updated slides from the study session. So we are proposing uh, a three-year accelerated program uh, for walk and roll PD that would result in the installation of 36.3 uh, miles of upgraded or really brand new uh, facilities throughout the community through a variety of implementation mechanisms uh, such as leveraging the city's annual slurry seal program where we paint the road black and that is a perfect opportunity to reintroduce uh, or introduce uh, bikeway facilities that meet contemporary standards. We also have the ongoing PD link project uh, which is all about linking up uh, the CV link to downtown destinations uh, such as El Paseo and our beloved San Pablo uh, Avenue. Oh, I'd like to go back just a second. Uh, we're also leveraging a fire station, the brand new fire station project, the orange line uh, at the top of the slide. Uh, we're proposing to widen uh, Gerald Ford Drive uh, for that fire station project, and that would include a brand new eastbound, I'll call it eastbound uh, bike lane on Gerald Ford Drive. So we had to divide the city in, in half. Uh, so this is the southern half of the city. Uh, and the green uh, I would like to celebrate is PD Link Phase 1, which was constructed just last month. And it was the installation of 8.6 miles of Class 3 shared roadway. Uh, we propose through Walk and Roll PD, as well as PD Link Phase 2, to expand that network and, and achieve uh, over the next three years uh, total miles of, of 36.3 additional miles added to the system. And I thought I would uh, convey that information a little differently, uh, talking about the different mm -hmm. programs or projects, PD Link, Walk and Roll. Haystack Road will introduce a 1.3 mile class four roadway on the north side of Haystack Road. Uh, CV Link enhancements, we've been working uh, with CVAG uh, on, um, we've observed user behaviors and there are some enhancements we should ma be making to the CV Link, such as signage and pavement markings. And then the other projects includes uh, uh, the, uh, for instance, the, uh, the new fire station. So in terms of, of follow-up to the study session, question was made about the gap in sidewalks on Fred Waring Drive. Uh, I thought it would be good to show a map and then an example of, of what, what challenges we have. This is the north side of Fred Waring uh, from Cook Street to uh, uh, California. Uh, and there's a gap uh, between California and Elkhorn about uh, about three quarters of a mile long. And, and it's, it's problematic to build a sidewalk because there's really no, no room behind the curb. Uh, there's a, an existing wall that, that, that uh, comes up 
practically to the back of curb along Fred Waring, so that would be a real challenge to the community. And then in Indian Wells, which is the south side of Fred Waring Drive in the, in the dark gray, uh, there's a substantial gap there, about two and a half miles, uh, and the sidewalk ends just east of Cook Street and does not, uh, uh, does not reappear until um, Warner Trail. Uh, in talking with our counterparts at the city of Indian Wells, uh, there are presently no plans to build a sidewalk on the south side of, of Fred Waring Drive. However, uh, they are conducting uh, a local road safety plan, um, much like what the city of Palm Desert conducted two years ago. Uh, and they, uh, they said that they, they, they heard the inquiry from Palm Desert staff and, and would consider that as, as part of their conduct of that study. Additional follow-up, uh, what is the potential impact of constructing sidewalk uh, along, um, along roadways where there are no sidewalks? And there's a variety of, of challenges that we may have. Uh, on the left is uh, uh, East uh, San Gorgonio, east of San Pablo Avenue. This is just beyond the limits of the San Pablo Phase One project. Here you may have a sufficient room behind the curb, uh, but you also have palm trees uh, or, or other vegetation that you'll have to skirt around. There may be um, coordination issues with the, the root balls of, of the trees. So uh, uh, that has to be contended with uh, by the design of the project. Catalina, uh, west of San Luis Rey, we actually have some properties that have walls right up close to the, the back of curb. Uh, so the project team has been looking at where can uh, the sidewalk, instead of being continuous on one side of the roadway, have a sidewalk that may alternate between sides of the roadways, but you'll shift from one side to the other of, uh, at, at intersections with uh, safe crosswalks and, and pedestrian facilities. And then lastly, San Juan, uh, south of Parkview, another potential location for a sidewalk gap filling. Uh, again, you have landscaping in the, in the public right-of-way uh, that is privately owned, and there'll have to be a lot of coordination with the property owners. Uh, there's also a question about speed awareness uh, signs. Uh, can we use those uh, more uh, in, the, in the community to help improve the safety of our roadways, particularly where we have residents walking in the streets? Um, this is a, an outlay of uh, all the uh, speed feedback signs that we have uh, in the community right now. We have even uh, two portable trailers that we use uh, when residents call in to request. And then also uh, uh, thinking about the future, uh, the city has been working on a neighborhood traffic uh, management plan and uh, uh, three neighborhoods in the city have been used as case studies for the development of the, of the traffic plan and roadways such as California, Warner, and Grapevine, roadways that, uh, since I've been here, I've heard a lot of, of inquiries uh, from residents about, about speeding on those roadways. Those could be great candidates as example uh, for deploying more um, speed awareness signs. So here we are today, uh, requesting a confirmation of the direction for the walk and roll program. That is a, a table uh, that is attached to the staff report, as well as a map uh, that is uh, uh, just one piece instead of uh, dividing the city in half uh, that portrays uh, the recommended program. Uh, if uh, council so directs, uh, the next steps would be to advertise the first project, which is leveraging our slurry seal program. Uh, and then uh, advertising an RFP for the design build of uh, uh, several miles of, of bikeways that we would call walk and roll phase one. 
and then uh, additional uh, um, efforts that would, would commence upon direction from the city council. And I'm sorry, I'm losing my voice. So with that, I'm happy to answer any questions. Let me first uh, see if there's any public comment on this item. Yes, uh, Dorian, if we could please elevate Dorian. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm glad this item is coming up today because like I said, this is what I'm passionate about. Um, this is, you know, we have to prevent preventable deaths. Um, and first, let me just say how crazy it is, you know, the previous engineers, the way they've engineered this, um, you know, to get us this no sidewalks in some sections and, um, you know, three lanes when we don't need three lanes. Um, as some of you may remember, I spoke about that, asking to reduce any three lanes we have to two lanes because, you know, that works perfectly fine. You know, I live part-time in LA and they hardly have three lanes anywhere there. And of course we know the population there. Um, and it just doesn't, you know, there's, we're being too cautious with traffic and, you know, we're catering to the auto industry too much. I heard um, the presentation, they said, we're gonna widen um, a, a road for um, a fire truck. And I'm, I'm assuming it's gonna be from two lanes to three lanes, which, you know, of course that's, like I said, that really shouldn't be happening because it makes, it's really just adding a highway to the city. Once it's three lanes, it's a highway and that just brings more danger. So, you know, I understand and we appreciate the extra cautiousness and safe of safety with fire trucks and traffic, but that's solved in other ways. And um, our city can handle it. We're very, very spread out. As you can tell, I'm outside. I'm here right by 111 and um, and about the speed the speed flashback signs, you know, those have been proven to not even work. So that is just money wasted. And, and because people don't care, they see in front of their dashboard in their car, how, how, how fast they're going, they don't care. So that if, in, if it's the residential areas, it should be speed humps. You know, we could also do that instead of adding sidewalks because you know, like in Palm Springs, they have speed humps instead of sidewalks and it works great. People walk on the street, they walk their dogs on the street and cars go slow because they're forced to. So that's what I'm asking for. Just all of these things, you know, we already know, I hope the engineers already know what's the right thing to do. So that's what I'm asking for. Please and thank you. No other public comment, Madam Mayor. Questions from council? Let's take questions first and then we can let Mr. Bowman sit down. Looks like you can sit down. Oh, one question. Yeah, two. All right, stay right there. We'll start with council member Drewby. Okay, perfect. This is great. Um, just going to the financial impact. This is all measuring money. Um, and I know CV Link, PD Link, and Walk and Roll. Palm Desert's been an ongoing project for years before I got onto council. It just, it, just out of curiosity, what other considerations were given to other projects to use this Measure A money, just to know how we arrived here at, at devoting it to this project? 
I'll, I'll try to repeat the question that I, I think I heard, uh, council member. Uh, is, are, are there other, does the city use Measure A in other ways? In particular, for this 3.8 million, sure. you know, what, what other what other projects were considered, and this one won out through sure, the whole sure. process. So, uh, uh, you know, with the passage of the budget for for the current fiscal year, uh, there was, uh, um, I think, a recalibration of of the use of Measure A uh, to uh, fund uh, the active transportation program projects that were that were being developed uh, at the time. Uh, Measure A also certainly funds uh, everything from the maintenance of traffic signals, uh, where we hire contractors to replace equipment, to resurfacing of the roadways, uh, to other other projects that install uh, other elements within the public right-of-way. It's all about public right-of-way money uh, is what Measure A is used for. So uh, I, don't think, I don't think there was any a project that was set aside uh, uh, in favor of this, uh, but rather, I think, looking at, at how uh, uh, the, the, the wealth of Measure A funds that the city has, how to spend that and spend it effectively and, frankly, expediently. And one of the things, now, you're not leaving the city. You're, you're staying on staff. You said this is your last meeting, but you're staying within city employment, aren't you? No, I'm, I'm leaving the city. Yeah. Well, let's put that aside. Let's put that aside. Uh, Council Member Nistante. Thank you. Mr. Bowman. My speaker. So you mentioned in your wonderful presentation, very thorough, thank you, that you had talked with the city of Indian Wells about uh, Fred Waring um, from Cook Street heading east and that there wasn't really anything to, to do um, regarding the, the south side. On the north side, there is a very narrow sidewalk that I believe is Indian Wells jurisdiction. And I remember at the last presentation I had inquired about it and uh, it just, that sidewalk is so narrow and there's no, there's a guardrail to trap you on the sidewalk if a car comes careening at you at 70 miles an hour. Um, so you can't get out, of, you couldn't get out of the way. Uh, and there seems to be room to widen that sidewalk and have a guardrail to protect the pedestrian or bicyclist from Fred Waring Drive on that north section. Because what people do is they can take that sidewalk heading east, and then when they get to Toscana Country Club, they turn right at the traffic light and continue on El Dorado to Highway 111. Uh, council member, are you referring to the section that's like along the wash? Yes. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, we, Can anything be done with it with these funds? Would it be something you could explore with the city of Indian Wells? We will certainly convey convey your concerns to our, our peers at the city of Indian Wells. Uh, if the city manager has any other thoughts, so certainly happy to to, to abide by those. But uh, we would uh, talk staff to staff. Would be my proposal. I think that's right. Okay, and then my second question, you showed a, a photo of Catalina and San Luis Rey and the street where it, it, it clearly shows you really could not have a continuous sidewalk because of what's there. But the street looks somewhat wide enough. Could you, could you have like a bicycle lane, pedestrian lane on the street itself? Um, that, that, that could be a possible uh, means of accommodating pedestrians. Uh, just in a meeting with our walk and roll consultant this week, they uh, uh, showed, uh, uh, I'll call it an innovative 
way of accommodating pedestrians in the, in the pavement uh, area by striping out what might look like a bike lane, but actually it was for pedestrians only. Okay. Um, that was done in a, in a city that way. I forget, I forget what city it was. Very good. <laughs> so that there, there could be examples out there. And I think that's as the consultant team works through the um, uh, uh, pros and cons of either constructing a sidewalk behind the curb or spaced away from the curb or allocate, reallocating uh, the pavement area. I think that, that needs to be looked at in terms of pros and cons. And, and I've, I've actually asked the consultant to provide that to uh, um, uh, the, the, the city team. Thank you. Yes, Mayor Pro Tem. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Thank you very much, Mr. Bowman. I know this has been an ongoing uh, project. We've seen you before us many times, and I appreciate my, you answering my inquiries on impacts on landscape. Um, as we look at all of these various places that we will have the walk and roll, what is the plan for lighting? Because I know that there are some areas where there isn't as much available. Is there something we can do? Um, I had a, a media interview recently um, in just regarding the the cyclist that was unfortunately killed in palm springs i think it was about 4 a.m and uh, you know we know that now we've got electric vehicles that don't make as much sound or sometimes the wind doesn't let our cyclists hear the the oncoming traffic is there any plan for future lighting or is that something that can be rolled out to further enhance uh, pedestrian safety or cyclists I think I think that's a that's going to have to be a policy discussion, you know. As a as a matter of course, the city does not install, say, street lighting along streets. Uh, uh, a few exceptions include, of course, um, uh, the San Pablo project. Uh, but many of the streets that are, are proposed as part of this project are residential streets, uh, and so they 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 don't have lighting today. Um, that's not been within the scope of the walk and roll uh, project. It's, it's been more about uh, uh, building those, those hardscape facilities. Uh, but I, I think it, it would have to be a policy decision that, that council and, and staff would have to noodle through. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, we do install uh, LED safety lights, of course, at traffic signals. Uh, and we've done that at some crosswalk uh, locations to highlight the presence of those, of those crosswalks. Uh, but as a, as a matter of course, that's not something that the city has pursued uh, along, along most roadways. Thank you very much. That seems to be all of the questions. Don't go far. Uh, have a seat if you wish. Uh, this program has been uh, long in the works and extremely well vetted. Uh, with our subcommittee and our study session. Uh, any discussion before motion? Councilmember Harnick. Thank you so much. I wanted to, to really express my gratitude to Randy. This has been a long time in the making. And through multiple meetings and through a lot of engagement in the community, I think we've come up with uh, a great project. And um, thank you. I know with all the different types of neighborhoods we have and with all the new neighborhoods that are coming in, you're ma you've managed to kind of meld all of this and uh, come up with something that'll serve the entire community well. So I do want to thank you for all your effort on this. 
Council Member Truby. How did you know I wanted to say? So you just read my read mm -hmm. my body language, huh? All right. So um, yeah, I've had an opportunity to work again. This is more about. The project's fabulous, and uh, I've had an opportunity to work with uh, Mr. Bowen for many, many years. Uh, before I was on council, as an advocate for active transportation, and I just thank the world of him. I think the the work he's done on behalf of our city, and the expertise he brought to these projects, was um, really, really professional, excellent, and, and elevated our city's uh, infrastructure quite a bit. So, sorry to hear it, and uh, hope that we continue the the um, kind of the ethos and the the same uh, dedicate. Uh, emphasis on active transportation as we have with uh, under your guidance so thank you so much for your service yes council member Nestande. Oh, so you are you wanting a motion at some I point am. well i would make a motion to approve the wonderful presentation that randy bowman has presented to us at which approves the walk and roll pd implementation plan with exactly and I'll second that happily. Please take the vote. Councilmember Hardick. Yes. Councilmember Nestandi. Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Quintanilla. Aye. Councilmember Truby. Yes. Mayor Kelly. Yes. Motion passes five to zero. And Mr. Bowman, I do want to express my gratitude to you, uh, in particular, uh, for the very thorough and empathetic way in which you responded to our residents' traffic concerns, uh, which is highly important and uh, reflects the character we aspire to at Plum Desert. Thank you. Item 2B, approve a professional services agreement, PSA, in the amount of $63,000 with StreetSense Consulting, LLC, for a market study of the vacant parcels at Desert Willow Golf Resort. May we have the staff report? Yes, good evening, Mayor, members of the City Council, Eric Sayad, Director for Economic Development. Um, today we wanted to present a potential market study that we like to go into contract with, with StreetSense Consulting. This is the same consultant the city used uh, at looking at uh, various alternatives for the mall site. Um, and really this is the genesis out of a city council goal, uh, where the city council has asked us to look at a strategy for the disposition of the Desert Willow properties. Uh, this consists of four separate properties, totaling almost 58 acres. Um, any, any sort of disposition strategy has to be uh, in compliance with the Surplus Land Act, um, as also with any SARTA requirements that we still have in place. This market study will help us identify demand for desired uses um, and actually look at a range of uses from uh, hospitality, even short-term rental communities, uh, retail uses, um, and even single-family and multifamily for the site. Uh, we think this is important uh, to understand kind of the near-term market demand uh, that can be at this property, and it'll help us as we go to market the property uh, through the Surplus Land Act process. Um, we did take this proposal to the uh, Economic Development Subcommittee, and they had support for this. Next slide. And so we'd like to really work with the Street Sense Group 
to to initiate this plan. This is approximately an eight week study. Uh, you did receive a memo uh, that the pricing was incorrect, listed at sixty three thousand. It's actually sixty eight. Uh, so we would like you note, to note that so we can amend the contract and get that executed with the city manager. Um, other than that, I'm available to answer any questions. Uh, any public comment on this item? No public comment in the Zoom room, Madam Mayor. Uh, questions for Mr. Seha? Uh, this follows up on a discussion at our goal-setting session very quickly, I, I might say. So commentations for that. Uh, any discussion or since we asked for it, uh, shall we just approve it? <laughs> Councilmember Arnick. Oh, you know, I really didn't mean for my little hand to go up there, but as long <laughs> as it has, <laughs> I am so pleased that it happened so quickly, and I just, uh, let's keep this on fast forward, and I would like to move approval of uh, the uh, recommendation as presented. I would like to second with a great commendation to staff for such a great report. Very good. Please take the vote. Councilmember Harnick. Yes. Councilmember Nostandy. Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Quintanilla. Aye. Councilmember Truby. Yes. Mayor Kelly. Yes. Motion passes five to zero. And that is with the corrected number. Uh, item 2C, introduce an ordinance of the City Council of the City of Palm Desert replacing Chapter 3.30 in its entirety and rescinding ordinances number 224-423-5. 86927928968196126124126126127 and 1335 there'll be a pop quiz in a second relative to the purchasing system and public works contracts uh, Ms. Chavez so since you did all the heavy lifting, I'll keep this one short and sweet. Um, we are going through our policies and procedures for the finance department and bringing them forward from time to time. Um, the purchasing policy, we want to clarify procurement methods, update the city manager's purchasing threshold, and allow for some flexibility and efficiencies that we're identifying throughout the year. Um, in order to do that, what we're requesting is an update. Um, gosh, let me move this from our current levels, our threshold for the city manager from 50,000 to 70,000, 75,000, sorry. And then we'd like to add a layer of informal bid from qualified vendors from $75,001 to $250,000, and then make formal bids be $250,000 and over. This follows the um, current CUPCA rules, which is, it's an acronym, and I know I need to spell that out. Give me one second. It's the California Uniform Procurement um, Public Construction Thank Cost you. Accounting Act. Thank you. Um, and so it follows those um, same rules, but at um, different threshold levels. And we believe that these levels are appropriate given the increasing costs that we're seeing across the board with all of our projects and would facilitate those projects more efficiently. 
Um, I'm happy to answer any questions on the changes we're making. Any public comment on this item? No public comment, Madam Mayor. Uh, any questions of staff? Like everything else, the numbers are going up. Yeah. So what you could buy for $50,000 a couple of years ago will cost at least 75000 Comments? Would you like to make a motion? I make a motion to approve the recommendation to introduce an ordinance of the city council. You don't, don't have, have to, to read, read the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> I thought with all those numbers you had read, I had to have it in the record no. again. <laughs> I, okay. I, once is enough. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you I may move to approve and pass to a second reading. Yes. I make a motion to approve. I'll second that. Please take the vote. Councilmember Harnick? Yes. Councilmember Nestandi? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Quintanilla? Aye. Councilmember Truby? Yes. Mayor Harnick? I'm sorry, Mayor Kelly? Yes. Motion passes 5 to 0. That concludes our business for this evening. So, hearing no objection, we will be adjourned. May I add one final comment? In Please. support or in, in following with the bleeding disorder awareness, we will be having a blood drive coming very soon next month. So I wanted to encourage everyone to make time to visit the the mobile um, donor, the blood mobile, or just schedule to go to live stream. You can save lives out there. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.